Yo, bring it back. Here's what you've missed on the bright side. And we welcome into our studio. Woo! Welcome back, Clara. It's good to be back. <laughs> Straits Times travel correspondent. Clara is in to share with us secrets to a sweet deal this morning. Mm-hmm. All about hotels and stuff. Awesome. That's right. You recently put out a great article about this whole navigating, trying to find, you know, booking a hotel room at the best deals. Uh, you, I love that you wrote that booking a hotel room is kind of like watching the stock market. It because, is, right? Because prices go up and down. <laughs> and it, But, you know, generally the trend is just up, up, up. Ah, the closer you get to your stay, is that right? Yes. Or, uh, yeah. So it does get intense. How bad is it now for us mere mortals? Well, you see, travel is so expensive nowadays, right? Like flight prices are going up, hotel prices everywhere, and it's got to do with inflation and also manpower issues. So if you take Singapore, for an ex- for example, which everyone's familiar with, yeah, maybe during the pandemic, especially where everyone was doing staycations, you could get a room for maybe a nice hotel, three to $400, and you mm. can have a nice stay. And because that's everyone's previous refer- reference point, yeah. These rooms where people used to stay in now, you could stay in a nice place and it could go for maybe like five to seven hundred dollars. Mm. We stay at like um, Marriott at South Beach, JW Marriott, or one of the nicer Santosa hotels like the Barracks Hotel. It's it is still a very nice place to stay, but the prices are just through the roof. So that's Singapore. And if you look at places like Hong Kong or Japan, especially Tokyo, it's really expensive now. I'm yeah. going to Tokyo at the end of November. That that five-star experience is actually getting further. You know, it's not as easily within reach as it used to be. And you're exactly right when you said, like, we're all kind of spoiled by the prices we experienced during COVID. True. We're thinking it's still kind of the same-ish, but no, for that same amount now, you're down to, like, a three-star hotel or maybe even an Airbnb or hostel. Yes, kind Mm. of. Mm. It's a bit of an ouch. It's super ouch. It's like someone punched you in the face, ouch. Yeah. And then you recently spoke to industry players about strategies like dynamic pricing, also the best available rates. Can you explain these strategies to us? Mm-hmm. So basically, I was trying to find out how mere mortals like us can still <laughs> get a decent deal, you know, if we're still traveling, we still want to stay somewhere nice. So um, basically, what even though you might see different prices on these different booking platforms like Expedia, Booking.com and so on, the prices are actually determined by hotels. Oh. And the prices are constantly changing. So this strategy called dynamic mm. pricing is basically hotels trying to optimize their revenue. So they're always tweaking the prices based on a variety of factors. Oh. Things like time of year, whether it's peak season, okay. weekdays, weekends, what their competitors are doing. So to mm. understand their perspective gives you an idea of why the hotel prices keep changing. Mm. Ah, But you know, understanding the uh, hotel pricing, does it help me take advantage? Yes, so that's where tiered pricing comes in. So tiered pricing is a subset of dynamic pricing and it's basically how it works is say if a hotel has 100 rooms, Mm. the first 30 of its rooms might be priced at a certain number. And then once that's filled, then the price goes up until Mm -hmm. maybe half its rooms are filled. And then when that's filled, it goes up and at 70%, it goes up again. That's why closer you get to your stay or your booking date, the prices are always at its highest. And it's because the demand is the highest. The hotel knows it's only got a few rooms left. People really want it if they need to stay and that's why they can check out the prices at that point. Ouch. So do not procrastinate. Yes. Get to it fast. And what about uh, best available rates? What's that? So, you know, it's very competitive in this landscape, right? Because you have all these OTAs, these booking platforms and they also earn a commission so they want to get people to book through them Ah. but hotels also want to 
want people to book through them because yeah, directly book directly because if people book through the platforms the hotels to pay the platforms a commission ah. anywhere between 20 and 30 percent wow so what the hotels then want to do is take this 20 and 30 percent maybe they keep half and they share half with the customer mm-hmm. so giving people the best available rate is trying to incentivize them to book directly with the hotels ah. and sometimes you get this by signing up with their membership programs right. or right. you know hotels might throw in certain perks to sweeten the deal like an early check-in like a late checkout and basically Basically, make you want to come to them directly because there's some kind of loyalty and some kind of relationship they engender through that. I've mm. actually experienced that. You know, I've noticed like uh, I think in Bali, I was trying to get like a nice sweet deal myself, mm-hmm. and I went directly to the hotel website where they were offering like you know you buy three nights to get two nights free, and mm-hmm. I was like, that's a really good deal that I couldn't find on the apps. Yes, exactly. So people yeah. don't always know this because it takes a bit of effort, right, to shop around and go to the websites. Yeah. But hotels do offer these sort of like membership deals, sweet deals, and Sometimes if you sign up with them, you might find out about like uh, promotions that happen closer to date. Ah. Yeah. We are going to find out about uh, the best strategy for us to go about getting this sweet deal. Mm. Uh, we're going to hop onto Facebook Live and also chat with Claire about what she's been up to and that big announcement. Mm. Join us then, facebook.com slash 1FM913. The previous time when you were here, you talked about Morocco. Mm. And then it's quite tragic about you know what happened recently in Morocco. Mm-hmm. Um, did that impact you in any way? I think it made me realise or it made me think about the impact of going to visit places right after a disaster has happened. Sure. So I actually have friends who have trips planned to Morocco and they ask me, like, is it safe? Should I still go? So I went to read up a bit about this. Yeah. And I realised that, well, it depends a lot on the country and the, the cultural sensitivities there. But for Morocco, a lot of people were coming out and saying because their economy is so dependent on tourism. Yeah, and yeah, also yeah, the yeah, earthquake yeah. affected some of the remote mountainous areas. Actually, a lot of parts of the city are still fine. And people ah. really do need the tourists to come back because, you know, when something bad happens, yeah. people always feel Avoid. like, oh, we got to stay away from for a year or two but the economy will collapse in a year or two so it's actually I think an alright time to go I have I literally have friends there now in the Sahara Desert glamping at the moment and it looks beautiful and I'm sure it means so much to the communities there Mm. and they're not impacted I mean the disaster has happened but you know the uh, tourists can still enjoy a trip to Morocco that's what you're saying I think you can I mean of course check what's the latest news and updates but I think the community has been has been impacted but they're also trying to rebuild and you can be a part of that rebuilding process oh that's wonderful thanks for sharing on that Okay, back to the sweet deal. You got to break it down for us. What's the best strategy for us travelers when it comes to booking that dream room at a great price? So you want to start early, come and do your homework maybe about two to three months in advance. Um, look at maybe you want to have some loyalties, some membership programs. And, you know, ask the hotels as well. Like if you find something great outside, you can always write to them and be like, hey, I found this price on a, <gasps> on a booking platform. Can you match this price? Oh, you can do and that. You can do that. Wow. And there are actual people replying to these emails who might give you a sweet deal. Oh, or maybe nice. even better. Because they'd be like, for doing your homework, mm. ding, <laughs> It's a gold star. Yeah. I've never thought of doing that before. Thanks hey. for that tip. You know, I thought you could only do that at like, you know, the uh, electronic stores. Oh. <laughs> the big, hey, I got it at this store for X number. And then now can you match it? And they're like, yeah, okay. Well, it's, a, it's the email online discount or all, online version of asking for a discount. I love it. I love ah, it. Good point there. You know, Clara said something really, really cute uh, on our Facebook Live because I asked about like, does it pay to be loyal, right? To the hotel or to like the online travel agencies and what did you say 
I said there are no friends, only allies. So be loyal to many. Yes. Ah. <laughs> all the booking apps, all the hotel websites. And I like going to TripAdvisor as well to mm-hmm. read up on reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, ah. Because sometimes all the pictures, you know, there's a bit of catfishing going on with the hotel sometimes. They put all the nice pictures of the hotel rooms, right? Like your suites and all that. Mm-hmm. And you're paying a premium sometimes for the bigger rooms. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I always like to double check with like a, a TripAdvisor to see whether or not, yes, these are authenticated by real travellers. Mm, for sure travellers photos and I always read reviews yeah ah. mm. anything else that we should know in uh, when we're booking a hotel for our next trip well it sounds like it's a lot of homework and a lot of yeah. like doing your research right but so you can you can use some of these uh, search engines that are called meta searches so Skyscanner okay. for example actually col- collects all the results of all the different platforms like Ooh. your TripAdvisor Trip.com Booking.com Expedia and so on so you search once and then they will find you the best price out of all these platforms and then oh, wow. you book through them mm. so that's one tip and another tip that I didn't know until I did this story was that sometimes you book a non-refundable price right because okay. you're like okay it's cheaper I'm just going to go with it but then last minute your plans change maybe you know, something gets cancelled or somebody falls ill or something yeah, yeah, yeah. and people always feel like okay oh no I'm going to lose this couple hundred dollars but what you can actually do is write to the hotel explain your situation and just ask out of goodwill if they will be able to do anything for you maybe shift your dates or offer ah. you a refund or a partial refund because one hotelier told me you can always be hard and fast and take the person's money but they're going to be unhappy and you you will lose a customer, customer. versus sure. you can convert that into a relationship and <gasps> that person might enjoy you know It'll be like the, a lifelong service exactly they'll be loyal ah. to you because you help because the hotel helped you out when you're in a time of need oh but that's interesting because it's uh, even though you book this online maybe not directly with the hotel but mm-hmm. you should approach the hotel you can that, right i mean they'll help you it's their hotel that's a very, very good tip there. the re- non-refundable prices are usually much lower than the refundable ones, yeah, right? Yeah, sometimes it's like $50, $80 difference. Yeah, wow. the flexi is different. Actually, sometimes, it, like you say, I think it's good. It's a good tip to do your homework because uh, there have been times when I'm booking a hotel on the booking app, right? Yes. And sometimes the non-refundable and refundable prices are the same. <laughs> what? Yeah, by some kind of weird fluke. Yes. Ah. Yeah, it really depends on your luck. So you okay. just, just do your research. Just go and click every day, like, you know, while watching your favourite TV show on Netflix. Just check. It's... It's harmless. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. Well, Clara, thank you so much for popping down here uh, and sharing with us about this. This is really key, you know, with the end of the year, school holidays coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, everyone has started their planning right now. This is very useful information. Now, Clara, you're going to be away for quite a bit because you're starting in a fellowship soon, right? Yes. Also, I'll be going to the UK. I'll be oh. based in Oxford. Oh. And it will be a journalism fellowship. It's like wow. Lord of the Rings. Oh. What? Or what? like Harry Potter? Oh, right, 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 right. Nice. Yeah, I prefer that. That's, I think <laughs> Harry Potter is, yeah, you know, she's not going to let's uh, hike around all these uh, mountains. That would be New Zealand. Yes, yes. I'm sure it's gorgeous. I'm sure. Oh yeah. my God, you're going to Oxford, darling. Are you coming back with an accent? Lovely. Congratulations. So you'll be away for until the end, until next year? I'll be away for about three months. So wow. I'll be back in January next year. Oh, goodness. We will miss you. You, but congratulations on this fellowship. I'm sure it's going to be an incredible experience. All the best. Can Thanks. we come? Can you pack us in? Oh, <laughs> I think I meet you there. I meet you in your hotel room. There. <laughs> we won't make a noise. Promise. <laughs> Take care, Clara. Thanks. We were reminded off air as we were getting ready to say goodbye about uh, World Tourism Day that is happening tomorrow, the 27th of September. Wow. And uh, Clara, you were just telling us about your very interesting fellowship. And
and how this ties in, travel writing ties in with tourism and the implications of which, you know, so we as travellers, yeah. what can we do? I mean, you're trying to spread or create more awareness about this very special topic. Mm-hmm. So sometimes when we think about travel writing, it's like where we can go and what to do in top 10 lists. But I also believe that travel writing can get people thinking about larger issues that are important mm-hmm. to the world. Mm-hmm. So things to do with sustainability, um, community issues, over-tourism, the impact of that, under-tourism, geopolitical yeah. stuff. Because basically, these are all things that are important for people to know, but not every reader is going to read the foreign pages and understand all these heavy topics, right? right? But everyone cares about travel and the pandemic showed us that. Yes. So I think if you can weave this into travel stories, then it can get people thinking about these big ideas. Because here in Singapore, we too actually kind of struggled to get all our tourists back here in Singapore during mm. COVID. You know, mm-hmm. airport was empty, hotels were empty, we were looking at ways to draw the tourists back to Singapore because that boosts the economy. I mean, you also brought up a very salient example of Morocco earlier on following the earthquake. You know, people needed the tourists to go back to support the economy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's right. So it's really interesting that that is your research paper for your fellowship. You're going to be embarking on that for the next three months. Yes, it's a little bit of work and a little bit of play. Ah. perfect. <laughs> How will you be supporting the economy there? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I guess maybe tomorrow is World Tourism Day, so maybe the best way to celebrate it is to book a trip. Yeah. Maybe specifically to Morocco, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Or, or anywhere you feel your tourism dollar could make a difference. So something mm. I learned recently okay. is like, you know, as Singaporeans, we love to go to Bali, for example. Right. And we want to stay in a nice villa and all these nice properties, not just Bali, but like anywhere in the world. And I have recently started thinking about how who owns this, these properties? Is it foreign investments where the money's not staying there? Ah. Or are they owned by locals who have come up with this business and then that money you spend is really going to make a larger impact in the community you're in. So it's just little ways that you can make a difference and also have a great time on vacation because that's the point of having a vacation, right? If, but there, if there can be some spillover effects of your yeah. spending, then that's wonderful. Mm. And from the way you put it across, you know, it's really doable. It's mm-hmm. Small little actions, mm-hmm. just knowing who owns the property. Is it locally owned? or foreign-owned mm. and you ha- are in the position to make that choice. Mm-hmm. Are there some other countries that come to mind as we talk about you know, helping the, the community out? Yeah. I think we travel a lot around here. So it's like if you go to Thailand or if you go to Vietnam, there is a lot of foreign investment because the big hotel chains will of course want to put money there. And, sure. and there is merit to that of course because money does still trickle down. But I think it's also very special to stay in a small boutique hotel or stay mm. in a small guest house That's where true. it's family run and they do everything with heart and it's also part of the experience right, of like interacting with locals. Ah, I think I'm, I'm going to change the way I do my hotel booking. That's a really, really good point as well. Thank you so much for sharing that. We do wish you all the best. Thanks for having me and I yeah. hope to come back and chat more about this next year. Awesome. Awesome. we can't wait. <laughs> we'll miss you till then, okay, Clara? Oh, Take care. I'll miss you guys. Stay oh. safe. Oh, little hearties. Take care. The Bright Side with Carol, Lavinia, and Shazad. Every weekday morning, 6 to 10 a.m. on 1FM 91.3.